Hello and welcome to Research Roundup brought to you by the Primary Care Collaborative Cancer Clinical Trials Group, PC4. I'm Christy Milley and each month we'll be looking at what's new in cancer in primary care research and I'll be talking to authors of recent publications and presentations. Today we're speaking with Sabel Sayer, a genetic counsellor and PhD student from the University of Melbourne, and she's also a past host of PC4's other podcast, Cheers with Peers. Sabel recently published a paper in Public Health Genomics titled, A Genomic Test for Colorectal Cancer Risk. Is this acceptable and feasible in primary care? Welcome, Sabel. Thanks for having me, Christy. First question, Sabel. Is there a difference between genomic and genetic testing? And how do these types of tests currently fit into primary care? There is a difference between genomic and genetic testing. So genetic testing is the type of testing we've been doing for probably about 20 years now. Um, and that's generally done outside of primary care, usually in tertiary clinics. And in Australia, we do that testing in uh, what's called a familial cancer centre. So that testing is usually only done in people with a very strong family history of a particular type of cancer. We test for a mutation or a variant in genes such as BRCA1, BRCA2 or Lynch syndrome. These are some genes that your listeners might have heard of. And those mutations confer very high risks of cancer over somebody's lifetime, so you know up to 60%. Genomic testing, on the other hand, doesn't just look for one mutation in one gene. It looks for very common variants all across the genome that we all carry. We all carry some of them. And it's a test that is not generally available quite yet in common practice, but it's applicable to everybody, not just people who have a family history. And so our premise is that this type of testing, which could be done in anyone in the population, probably can find a place in primary care in general practice because GPs have already very good relationships with a lot of people in our community. That really makes sense to me then about why your study was testing the acceptability and feasibility of genomic testing in primary care. So could you take us through your study design and the intervention that you were looking at? Yeah, so we went into a few general practices across Melbourne and we recruited people who were aged between 45 and 70 and we talked to them for about five minutes about this genomic test that could predict somebody's risk of bowel cancer, of colorectal cancer. And then we asked them, well, do you want to do this test? So that was our measure of acceptability in the general population. And we also measured their knowledge about this this genomic test, this DNA test. So after this five-minute chat that, that we had with them, were they able to kind of understand enough about the test in order to make an informed decision about it? And we know that knowledge is a very important aspect of that, and we want people to know what kind of testing they're undergoing. And that was kind of our measure of feasibility because we propose that this five-minute chat is something that a GP could feasibly undertake in the context of their general day-to-day work with their patients. What were the differences that you found between the participants that decided they were happy to take the test after your little presentation and those that decided they didn't want to take the test? So we only found one difference between people who did decide to do the DNA or genomic tests and the people who didn't. And I should mention that the vast majority of people in the study, 84% of them did decide that they wanted to do this genomic test. 
So the only difference between those two groups was that people who spoke a language other than English at home were less likely to do this genomic test. And that's another reason that we propose that doing this within general practice is a good idea because GPs already have really good relationships with their patients and patients trust their GPs. So in order to make sure that everybody has equal access to this type of testing that could have impact on people's health, general practice is is probably a good place to start. With the participants in this study, did you find that they were worried about cancer after taking this test or did this intervention affect their worry about their personal risk of cancer? Yeah, that's something that we did look at. And we didn't find any significant psychosocial distress um, from people who did the test, people who didn't do the test. On one of our measures, the people who had a slightly increased risk of cancer had a very slightly increased kind of distress from from that compared to the people who had average risks from their genomic test. But on the whole scale, it actually wasn't particularly significant at all, clinically significant. And again, that's something that we're thinking that GPs are probably very well placed to deal with if it is an issue, because for a few people, it might be an issue. If they're getting that test result from somebody they trust, from somebody they have already a good relationship with, like their GP, the GPs are the best person to kind of mitigate those risks if they could be a problem. So could this type of test, you know, genomic testing for cancer risk be used to tailor cancer screening or to maybe target people who are more likely to benefit? Yeah, so the whole point of genomic testing is to predict risk and the whole point of predicting risk is to do something about that risk. For colorectal cancer, it's about prevention and that's about early detection by screening. And the idea is if you are at an increased risk, then we can either get you screening earlier In Australia, a lot of your listeners will probably know at age 50, you start getting your FOBT, the faecal occult blood test or poo test in the mail. But if you're at increased risk, perhaps uh, you should be starting that earlier. Also, on top of that, if you're at an increased risk or if you're perhaps a bit older, perhaps you should be doing colonoscopies instead of your FOBTs because colonoscopy, as we know, is more sensitive to pick up screening, though having said that, it does have more risks and more burdens on the patient and on on the healthcare system. So we need to ensure it's the right people doing the right tests at the right time. And the idea is that this type of genomic testing could really facilitate that. Great. And... A final two-part question, where are you taking, you know, the results of this study now? What is the next research project that you or your team is looking at? And then the second part being thinking about implementing genomic testing in primary care. What have we learnt through your study? What's the elevator pitch of its impact? So the elevator pitch of this study is that implementing genomic testing in primary care is most likely acceptable and feasible. People in our study wanted, the vast majority wanted to do this genomic test and they did do this genomic test. There was very little psychosocial distress from the results of that test and we know that it it is possible that it might be feasible to do in primary care. So we have been doing some interviews with GPs as well and preliminary results from those interviews are showing that GPs see this fitting into their day-to-day discussions with their patients about prevention and early detection of cancer. And our next steps are are really trying to look at the potential behavioural impact of this sort of personalised genomic risk information. We really want to tease out whether giving somebody their personal risk of bowel cancer, in this case, helps them make better decisions about particularly their bowel cancer screening, because we know that 
the majority of people, when they get their poo test, the FOBT in the post, they don't do it. So we need to know whether this sort of genomic testing could help increase the uptake of that kind of screening for bowel cancer, but also ensure that the people who are at increased risk are not only recommended the right type of screening, which might be a colonoscopy, and ensure that they're actually doing that right type of screening at the right time. So we're doing a a trial called the SCRIP trial, which PC4 is supporting, and that's going to be testing that formally in a randomised setting to see really how we can leverage any of this behavioural impact from a personalised genomic risk estimate within a primary care setting. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sabelle, and thank you for your time today and stay safe. Thanks very much for having me, Christy. You too. Thanks for downloading Research Roundup produced by PC4. You can access the articles and other information in our show notes. Please let us know what you think about this episode by emailing us at info at pc4tg.com.au or keep in touch via Twitter where you'll find us at PC4TG and there's also our website which is pc4tg.com.au.